1: Thank you for listening, and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the Word of God.
0: And the saints all with gladness are singing the glorious song of the redeemed.
1: Song of the redeemed. Well, thank you for once again for tuning into the podcast. This is Brother Tim McVeigh. We are in the middle of Youth Week in Black Creek, New York, Black Creek Baptist Church, and uh, we've had some good preaching, good singing, seen the Word of God go forth. We certainly are thankful for that. I know many of you that listen are here in the Youth Week, and I do certainly apologize for having to put a pre-recorded message out there earlier this week, but I just couldn't find preachers to do the podcast earlier on, except for Brother Taylor, and I just been busy enough at Youth Week with all my duties that I have. That I was unable to record, but we have Brother Harold Bryant with us today, and uh, Brother Bryant wants to preach on the new birth, and he's become a friend of ours. He's from down in Alabama. We certainly thank the Lord for Brother Bryant. He's come to the meetings his second year here being with us. And he's a seasoned veteran, been pastoring many, many years. He's not pastoring right now, but had pastored many years in the state of Alabama. And God's usually, we certainly are thankful for him. So would you take heed, listen to the man of God as he preaches. And we just want to extend an invitation. If anybody's out there, and still would desire to come to Youth Week. Uh, don't you hesitate to come. We'd love to have, love to have visitors come and be partakers of what God is doing this week. So just give us a call. Uh, send us an email, contact us one way or the other, and uh, we'll certainly find you a place to stay and find meals for you. Continue to pray for the meeting. And uh, Brother Bryant, would you go ahead and preach what God's laid on your heart?
2: Well, hey, amen. I um, I want to uh, I, I want to just talk about the uh, new birth for a little while, and we're going to look at some different aspects of it, some things that come into play with it, and what, what God does uh, maybe, uh, to us and in us when we get born again. And uh, there's a couple of different aspects. Let me just say this. Uh, if you're lost, I'm going to talk to you about being born again. Uh, because the Bible says the man must be born again. And we're going to read the scriptures here in a moment. And uh, that's a necessity in order to be saved, uh, uh, go to heaven, uh, have your name written down in the book of life, uh, uh, obtain eternal life. So much, so much God does for us at the new birth It would take weeks and weeks to explain it all. We're not trying to do that. But I just want to give you some things, some thoughts about being born again. If there's someone out there hearing my voice that has not been born again, uh, that's listen, it's okay if you're not saying, don't you understand that? Every man upon the face of this earth is born, lost, and in the image of Adam, by one man, sinned into the world, and death by sin, therefore death passed upon all men, for all have sinned. And uh, there's uh, nobody, nobody, nobody is uh, without sin. And we're all those that are saved or we're just saved sinners. And there's, there's nothing else. Uh, you can't add nothing to that. You can't take nothing from it. And so we're just saved sinners and you're just an unsaved sinner. But I challenge you today to hear the call of God. The call of the gospel is to every man that uh, has a breath of life in them. And uh, God God is, uh, uh, you don't even know it, but God's seeking you. I spoke to a man the other night, he come in my motel room and I began to talk to him, a young man, 17, and we was just talking about it. I gave him a Bible, trying to tell him about the Lord a little bit. And uh, uh, I, I told him, I said, Dude, you don't know this yet son, but when you find out this, you're, you're going to find out God is seeking you. God's looking for you. I don't know who you are out there. Is hearing my voice, but God is looking for you. He came to seek and to save that, which is lost. And brother, we're lost and going to hell without God. And we he, need uh, help. Oh, Adam messed everybody up there coming out of the garden, messed it up. And God's going to fix it. Jesus Christ can fix it. I'm telling you, he can fix it more than you understand, more than I understand but he can fix it, he can take all your sins away, wash you in the precious blood, give you a home in heaven. Brother, I may set you up there in heavenly places with him. There's so much he does for us and in us and through us and to us, it'll take a lifetime, it'll take an eternity to try to take it all in when we get to heaven, brother. It's so wonderful, the things of God. And of course, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life great passages of scripture on what Jesus Christ has done for us and to us. And uh, John 17, let me read uh, just some verses. We're going to look at some stuff. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. Listen, uh, me and you and everybody else, listen, when we, we come into the presence of God, we know we're condemned. And that's why you're running, brother. That's why I ran Amen. We're condemned. The Bible talks about, listen, uh, uh, in John chapter 5, it says, He that believeth on the Son of God hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not shall not see life. Listen to it. Listen to what I'm going to tell you. The wrath of God abideth on him. That's what the Word of God says. It's already abiding on you. Don't you worry about running into the wrath of God in a judgment day one day. It abides on you in the present day. Tense, as you're breathing, as well. I'm talking to you this morning, if you're not saved, the wrath of God abides on you. And brother, you're without hope, without Christ, without God, and you're on your way to a uh, devil's hell. Now, you've been deceived, and so was I. But Christ can fix all that. So he does that through a, a, a term that he gave. Uh, this term was never really used until he... Uh, uh, brought it forth uh, in, in the book of John, gives it to us. And in John, let me just read a couple of passages. A Pharisee, of the uh, the nine named Nicodemus, the ruler of the Jews, came to Jesus and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, who's, uh, 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 we, uh, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, i say to thee, except a man be born again, he cannot now the term is see the kingdom of God. And we're not going to talk about that so much. But what we are going to talk about is verse 4 and 5. Nicodemus said, how can a man be born when he is old? He did not understand it, and neither do you and I, till we get born again. Amen. Jesus, the natural man is without the knowledge of God and the understanding of God. But when you get it, brother, you're going to love it. I'll just tell you that. Uh, how can a man be born when he's old? Can he understand "Time to his mother's womb and be born? And Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he said, for men be born again, uh, born of the water and of the spirit. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. And so what we're going to talk about is being saved, born again, washed in the blood, uh, redeemed. Uh, there's many ways to say it, but it's simply getting saved. Coming to the knowledge of, of the salvation that, uh, that God has given for us, for you and me to to uh, have Eternal life. There's a thing about uh, the uh, uh, Christ in us, and you'll find that in John 17, how the the Lord Jesus Christ speaks about uh, that He wants uh, His disciples and all that believe on Him to be one with Him, as He is one with the Father. And when you, uh, the mystery, there's a mystery, and we won't even go into all of that. But there's a mystery, and what what the mystery is about is Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that's what we're talking about this morning. Christ in you, the hope of glory. And when you get saved, Je- Jesus simply moves into your heart. How simple is that? It's so simple that God made it to where a little child can understand it. Four years old, I've seen four and five-year-old children bow their heads. Listen, I preached to them. I went in there and tried to, I, I thought that the younger girl didn't understand it, but the two older girls, I tried to deal with them in the children's church. And uh, as I talked to them, they got silly. Well, I see they didn't, they were not interested. So I turned to a little old four or five year old girl. And I said, Can I help you? What do you come today for? And she says, Well, she says, I'm a sinner. She said, Um, I've sinned before God, and I want to get this thing right. Uh when I got saved, I comes a little child. And I said, God, I've sinned and I want to get it right. And being a little child four years old, five years old can get it. And an old man like me at 70 can get it out of Calcetum and be saved at 91, 92 years old. Men, women, born again, washed in the blood, birthed into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you, brother, the power of God is uh, to anyone and to everyone that will bow that knee and confess and repent of their sins and ask Jesus Christ to save them. And so Nicodemus came, Demas came. Uh, he was scared of the Jesus of course, and God knew his heart. He, he wasn't about to, the miracles and all that. Uh, he didn't even answer his question. He said, you need to get born again. You need to get born again. And, of course, they, they were under the law. And uh, so let's, I'm going to go to uh, Galatians. Um, uh, well, well, we'll start. Let's go to Romans first. Romans chapter 3. A few things about, about us that we need to know. And because uh, we think too highly of ourselves, uh, as it is. So uh, we're going to just start reading here in in uh, Romans. And let's just read some verses down there. We're going to start in verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Uh, we're not near as righteous as we think we are. I know we think we're, we're something, but we're mostly not uh, any of that. We're not even close to that. Uh, There's none that understand it. There's none that seeketh after God. There's none uh, uh, for all are have gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable, and you get down there to uh, uh, verse twelve. Uh, there are none that do. Uh, I'm sorry. They are all gone. Let me read the verse again. They are all gone out of the way. They are all together become unprofitable. Here's what I want you to get. There is none right, none good, no, no that doeth good, no, not one. And and sometimes we would think, well, I'm a good person, but uh, when when we're compared to Jesus Christ. Uh, We we fall real short. We feel fall real short of the of the measuring stick that God uses. He uses holiness and righteousness to to judge us. And uh, Jesus Christ meets all those standards, and we meet none of those standards. Uh, We'll move down. There's much to be said in uh, their mouth is like in verse thirteen, an open sepulcher, and their and with their tongues they have uh, used deceit and poison of ashes under their lips whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness and their feet are swift swift to shed blood destruction and misery is in their way and the ways of peace they have not known They have there is no fear of God before their eyes but this is what I want you to hear now now, uh, now we know that whatsoever the things the law say we're talking about the law that God has written in the heart of men and women little children They, they, it's there and when you uh, as you grew up as a little child, and I grew up, uh, I remember myself. Uh, Mama would say something. To do, well, did you do that? Of course, I say no, ma'am. I, I didn't do that. And, and, and at first, that didn't bother me. But but after a little while, when uh, uh, I thought I was getting by, but since I was the only one in the house, and I, I told her, I don't know who did that. Somebody somebody did that. I didn't do that. And so I see her at the grocery store. She was buying extra food. I said, What you buying extra food for? She said, To somebody that never does anything. It does everything. I'm sorry. But anyway, anyway, uh, I found myself sinning before God. I realized those little lies were nothing but sin in my heart and it's sin in your heart. And so that brings us to the law. And and so in verse 19, it says, uh, now, now we know that what things, soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law. And we're born, we're born with that law, that law that teaches us and I'm going to read you a Another passage in a that every mouth might be stopped and all the world become guilty before God.
0: There's a lost soul who tired of his sinning and he longs to return to the Lord as he cries for forgiveness and mercy. God is waiting. You
1: have been listening to the Daily Doctrine Podcast with Evangelist Tim McVeigh. For correspondence, please contact us through our website and someevangelists.com and use the contact form to connect with us. You may also subscribe to the podcast through our website or search for Daily Doctrine Evangelist Tim McVeigh on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, or Amazon. To write to us, please use our church address, which is Manassa Community Baptist Church. 70 Back Hollow Road Blaine Pennsylvania 17006 Thank you for listening and we pray that the Lord will help each of us as we study and preach the word of God Don't forget to subscribe and tune in tomorrow and remember to look up for your redemption call it night
0: Now the angel prodigal oh child has come home and the Saints all with gladness are singing the glory a song of the redeemer